What's up you guys, it's Miami Knight, the Recipes Educator and Trainer coming to you today to talk to you about our new season. Yes, our new season is back and I am going to be sitting down in a brief support session on anger with five of the uh, most powerful, influential women in the gun violence prevention movement. Stay tuned. Welcome and how is everyone doing? How is everyone doing? You can drop anything down in the chat box. This evening we have Charmaine Brown who will be assisting us with the chat box. So um, if you'd like to drop a little note or a word of wisdom, encouragement um, throughout tonight's um, session, please do so. Um, thank you for joining. It's um, it's the Miami Night Show Grief Talks Grief Support Group. And my name is Miami Knight. I'm your host and facilitator. And I will start out by giving my survivor status and my location. So like previously stated, my name is Miami Knight. I'm a survivor mom. I'm survivor membership lead, survivor fellow. And I'm also a grief facilitator um, for Survivors Connect and national and state trainer. Um, I'm here living in DeKalb County, Georgia. So if everyone could introduce theirself, um, we'll get started. I'm gonna go ahead and um, ask for Charmaine to uh, speak. You're going to say your name, your survivor status, and your location. Hi, I'm Charmaine Brown. I am a survivor fellow. Um, my location is um, Lithonia, Georgia. Javanya. Hello, everyone. My name is Javanya McDowell. I am a survivor fellow, survivor um, engagement lead, volunteer with Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America. And I'm located in Savannah, Georgia, and I'm going to choose Lo Olga. Evening, I'm Olga Williams. I am a survivor bonus mom. I'm also a survivor fellow, and I am located in Savannah, Georgia. And I'm going to choose Nicole. Hello, I am a survivor mommy. I am a survivor fellow. I am a federal, I am the federal legislative lead for Moms Demand Action in Atlanta, Georgia, and I am located in Stone Mountain, Georgia. Thank you. I'm Renee Lovelace. I'm also a survivor fellow and uh, part of Moms Demand Action, and I'm located here in Decatur, Georgia. Thank you, thank you so much. So before we move on, I'd like to just take a moment so that we can center ourselves and ground ourselves. So please do whatever is comfortable for you. If that's sitting straight up in the chair, just as long as your feet are on the ground, we're just gonna sit and relax for just a second. We're just going to, like I said, center ourselves. So if you could all just close your eyes or look down and let's just all take a, a few slow, deep breaths. We're gonna breathe in and breathe out. Just something very simple. You don't, It doesn't have to be orchestrated. I just want you to do that on your own. Take a couple of deep breaths to connect with your heart space and let's give thanks to the creator for all of the understanding of anger and how we can apply this to our healing process. So let whatever we need um, to receive come forth and whatever we need to purge, let's face it, feel it, and then free it. I'm going to say that again, let's face it, Let's fill it and then free it. So in full faith, so be it. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So tonight's topic is on anger. 
And I would like to remind everyone of our comfort agreement um, and confidentiality statement. And I'll just go ahead really quickly and um, read off a couple of things off of the statement, which is just one and two. Give everyone an opportunity to speak and show the um, speaker respect by giving them time to complete their thoughts. Respect another's journey. It might not look and sound, it might not look or sound different than yours, but we are all welcome here. Okay, because I also wanna be uh, mindful that this is a trauma-informed uh, session, and I would like to offer at least 30 seconds of silence of a loved one, and we're gonna light a candle, and tonight's special recognition is gonna also go to Tisa Wack, um, and her family. She's the mother of um, Tyrell Miles, who died on um, November 30th of 2015. And we're just gonna have a few words by Javonia. So if everybody can pull out their candles. If we can bow our heads, we're just gonna say a quick prayer. Dear heavenly and gracious and merciful Father, Lord, we come before you right now, Lord God, lifting, Lord God, the Wack family, Lord God, the Miles family before you, Lord God. Lord, we just ask that you be a hedge of protection around them, Lord God. Lord, cover and strengthen the mom right now, Lord God. Cover and strengthen Tisa right now, Lord God. Give her peace that surpasses all understanding right now, Lord God. Lord, we don't understand the whys, the hows, the whats, Lord God, but we know that you are all-knowing. You are sovereign, Lord God. You are a healer, Lord God. You are a protector, Lord God. So, Lord, we just ask for your blanket of peace right now, your comfort right now, to comfort them right now, Lord God, as the holidays pass and come near and days and deathversaries come to pass right now, Lord God, we just ask right now that you strengthen all families right now, Lord God, undergird them with your power and your strength. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Can everybody see my presentation screen? Okay. So who we are, we are activists having um, both a deep love and anger for this cause. Um, we are gun violence survivors, including victims and witness change makers and advocates who come together in, in partnership to work toward a future that is free from gun violence. We are also a part of the Everytown for Gun Safety. We're the largest gun violence prevention organization in America and we're winning. Every town organizations are fighting for changes that will save lives. And um, every town starts with you, with us. And it um, starts in your neighborhood by introducing evidence-based solutions in every town we can end gun violence. What is anger? Anger is defined as a strong feeling of annoyance, displeasure, or hostility. It's a necessary stage of the healing process. In order to start the process, one must be willing to, to feel their anger, even though it may seem endless. The more you truly feel it, the more it will begin and dis dissipate, and the more you will feel ready to heal. Anger is such a common and deep-seated emotion that we need to deal with. It's, a separately, it's separately and it is in depth, really strong. Remember the only way to escape from anger, like grief, it's by confronting it and working it through. How do you know when you are angry? What wants to happen to you? Physically, your face can turn red, your blood pressure can go up, you, you begin to fence your, um, uh, clench your fists, uh, your muscles may tighten in your face, your heart races, your adrenaline starts to pump, 
And emotionally, you may start crying, yelling, screaming, cursing, feel sad, or you may even be afraid. But spiritually, you may have some um, feelings of guilt. But instead of what wants to happen, what does happen? Do you physically and emotionally restrain your anger? Then what happens? It takes longer to discharge, sometimes discharge into the body and discharges with erratic behavior and discharges in a lifetime of bitterness. Some common emotions known to trigger anger are anxiety, shame, sadness, fear, frustration, guilt, disappointment, even worry, embarrassment, jealousy, also hurt and injustice. The truth is that anger has no limits. It can extend not only to your friends, but to the doctors, your family, yourself, your loved ones who died, but also to God. Anger doesn't need to be reasonable, nor does it need to be rational. You may be angry at medical establishment, individuals or institu institutions like hospice, if your family members were there, the person who died for leaving, you may have some anger or resentment there for leaving too soon, um, if your finances were drained because of it, uh, for beneficiaries, um, in wills, not listening to you about certain friends or a lifestyle that uh, your loved one was leading, choices sh such as smoking or drinking or any other type of substance abuse. Um, you may also be angry at relatives and friends for not visiting, um, being very insensitive to your needs or not um, behaving to your expectations. So a person can be angry at um, deserting me or that, that God deserted them in the need of, uh, in, in their need of our are um, just basically ignored their thoughts or their cry out. And others could be for murderers, abusers, the judicial system, or different types of trauma. These are all areas in where anger could be directed inward towards oneself and cause some forms of guilt. I, um, I was very angry. Um, and you touched on probably every area. <laughs> I was angry with God. Um, very angry with, but very angry with God because I, um, given my life over to the church and served and I didn't date and I was celibate and I sacrificed all my time for my kids and said that I wouldn't get married again or anything or bring anyone in the house until my kids were grown. Um, I wanted to make sure I put them first because of what they had been through with the divorce. And so, um, and I remember that there used to be this scripture that, you know, um, that spoke about the wife and that that she who believed would cover the whole household. And so I was really angry with God and was like, why, you know, why take the good kid? Why take someone who's doing something with themselves and, and, and is out here helping people? You know, why is it that the bad people get, you know, get to live and the, and the good people are the ones that are sacrificed? So um, yeah, that was that. And then I lost my family members, except for mom. And um, because like you said, Miami, it wasn't just the expectations, but it was, this was my son, but everybody wanted to share my grief and not let it be my grief. And so I was told often, um, well, you're not the only one who lost Xavier, but I'm his mom. So, um, so then it became an attack on, well, you know, she's always angry. You know how she acts, you know how she is. And it's like, no, 
this was a different type of anger. This was a different type of emotion that I've never felt before. And I've had a hard time controlling because I never, I never, I couldn't get the answer that I wanted because the answer that I wanted had to come from God and he wasn't giving me that answer. So, um, yeah, I went through that, that anger deeply. Thank you, Nicole. Is there anyone else that would like to share on any of the points? I'll go. Um, I, I can, I can relate to everything that's been said. Um, I, for me, I was angry with myself. I felt like as a mother, like, I, I think I lost it. Like I lost my identity in that and, and what I went through. So I think that my anger was with myself, like questioning, why did I do this? Why did I do that? How did I, how did I allow this to happen? How, you know, and I, I just felt like I was just like really bashing myself. Like I was angry with myself. Um, and I was angry with God too. Um, I had those moments where, you know, people tell you don't question God, but I asked him, you know, I, I wanted to know like why, you know? And so um, it, it's, sometimes you, you don't get that answer that you're looking for when you ask that why, you know, sometimes that question, when you ask why you, you, he responds with another question. And, um, and that's what he did with Job um, in the book of Job. Um, so when he, you ask him why, and he responds to you with the question, you know, that there is something that he has in store for you, you know, and you just don't understand why, you know, at the moment. And I remember asking why my son, and he responded, would you have preferred it to be someone else's son? And without a doubt, it's like, no. So I knew he was saying, we got work to do. You, you have to save other sons um, so that they won't um, end up like this. And unfortunately, you know, it's, it's, it's like this cycle, I can go on and on, but yeah, I was angry. I was angry with myself. I questioned myself a lot. Um, and I still question myself about things. Um, and it helps me kind of have that self-evaluation of myself when I question myself because I, I you know, it's like, and, and then I realized that I couldn't prevent it no matter what I did, you know, you know, cause I would always blame myself. So I knew that even if I kept him in the house, you know, or if I did something, I, I just always think back to my mind goes all kinds of places because I'm thinking like, okay, what if this and what if that? And I, I, I don't think that n what I would have done or could have done, you know, I don't think it would have been. The outcome. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally get that. Thank you so much for sharing. Is there anyone else that feels some type of, um, that has these feelings about um, others or God or relatives and friends or, or the person that died or medical establishment? Well, I too kind of first wanted to blame myself and just continue to say, had I not gone to Florida to see my mother, that he may still be alive. And I just felt as though, um, my faith was being tested. So I would ask, you know, other people, you know, why did God take my child, my only child? And 
I, I too ask God that too, but I think I got my answer through my son's childhood friends and college friends, because they all said to me that um, my son said that he, he was only here for a short time, that he was gonna die at the age of 25 and that he um, was an angel. So I said, well, maybe that's my answer. Maybe he had to leave here like Jesus. You know, when we always say God took his only begotten son, that he had to take my son the same way. Um, and, and that's what I, um, I put on, on my son's casket, um, I'm sorry, on his um, headstone. You know, it's still hard for me to talk about him. But I put that on his um, headstone, John 3, um, 15. So that uh, helped me with, with my faith, with me uh, understanding that uh, this is something that uh, God had to do. And, and I had to come to terms with it because I knew that I did not want to um, have a nervous breakdown, you know, so yeah, that's the way you, I have to look at it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, Renee. I think we all have been there with a lot of these feelings, not even just the, the, the death surrounding our children, you know, with other family members or parents, you know, we lost a parent, um, how we could have felt, you know, during their treatment of, um, their last ending days are some people have that that's why that medical establishment or, or sometimes because um, me also working with the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention, a lot of times people that do um, choose a, a gun as a lethal means they don't die immediately. So, you know, sometimes families do have um, these uh, feelings toward the medical establishment and um, and also others. I really wanted to include that others because I do understand, well, we know as a, a, a group that, um, Renee, that you're still waiting for justice for your son. And that's a part of this whole, you know, not necessarily that you're angry, it's just like we're waiting for this peace to finally come, no matter what the outcome is. We're, we're praying, of course, for justice. But at the same time, um, it's like this cloud that is just still there. And, you know, of course, with COVID being here and pushing um, a lot of the, the court cases back, that other really sticked out for me. And when I asked Renee to join, I said, I definitely wanted us to just at least mention that because a lot of people um, that are not a part of the gun violence prevention movement understand that, you know, we're still grieving and we're still grieving and waiting. So I, I, I def definitely wanted to make sure we, we talk about that or hit on that. Is there anybody else that would like to share anything? I do. I, do. I just want to say that um, when Dominique was killed, I was angry with my husband and myself, more to myself, because um, Dominique had left to go on a band trip. And instead of, Dominique had come to live with us, you know, and so in my mind, Dominique should have come with us, but he went, you know, to spend some time with his other family. And I just kept telling Leroy, if Dominique would have just, we would just pick them up at the bus, you know, he, this wouldn't happen, you know, he would have been with us, he would have been safe, but you know, you can't, 
you can't prevent something. You can't prevent something that you can't control. And Dominique was loved by so many people. And who am I to say, well, he should have been with us, you know? Um, because I'm actually, when I'm bonus mom, actually in my mind, I'm mom because I loved him so much. Yeah. So then we went through the court thing. I was mad with the system. I was mad the, the, the boy should have got life. You know, I'm mad with every, I'm just mad. It was, it was angry. Yeah. And so when you say you're going through the courts thing and you, yeah, I mean, I'm mad with the judge. I'm mad. I was mad at the sentencing. I'm, I was just angry, you know, and I still am have emotional, you know, where I think, dog, what? that's not enough time. We need to redo this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, yeah. it's real. and I'm glad you, sp- you, you talked on that because it's, it's, these are the unspoken things that are not talked about in our movement. You know, we, we, yes, we do receive a lot of re- support, but the moms, we really don't really get to vocalize how much we have gone through. You know, we share our stories, of course, but we don't really vocalize everything that we go through. And that's why I wanted, I'm so excited about this safe space that I've created for all of us to be able to come and share that. So other people do know, it shouldn't be a hidden secret. Y'all need to know, this is what we experience sometimes on a daily basis. Um, so, but thank you everyone for sharing. Was, was there anyone else? And I'll just piggyback off of um, what Nicole and Giovanna both, you know, had added to the chat and Nicole had just stated, she remember when she had asked Scott why her son and for me, I asked God the same question, like, why Jared? And why at that particular time when I felt and I could see him transitioning into a young man and, you know, into another level. And I'm like, he was doing, you know, this and, you know, like, why you allow it to happen now at this point in his life? And and just and the other part was um, like, you know, like I could literally hear God say, well, you know, I sacrificed my son you know, Jesus. So then it, something woke up in me and was like, okay, you know, so yeah. And, and then some of the other things, mad with relatives, mad with, with, you know, just, I felt like when it happened, we were out of town and, you know, like, and he died on the scene. Like, why didn't they work hard enough to take him to the hospital? Why did they just, you know, why did it happen there? And, you know, just so many, so many, um, other things so yeah it's definitely just angry was angry at you know on so many levels and multiple multiple um sources thank you and i have to say about the medical i i don't know if everybody else felt this way because you know when it's a gunshot victim that they take them to grady if you're in the Atlanta area immediately because it's the best trauma, supposedly the best trauma center, right? Yeah. I was, I, to this day, I'm still, I still have bad feelings towards Grady because you hear of people surviving gunshot wounds to the head and yet they couldn't save my son, so. Mm-hmm. Get it, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and that's a true statement. And, and we're allowed to feel anyway um that we feel tonight's um session is so that all of those things come forward so that we can release them we're going to do some of those um activities a little bit later on but i want you guys to recognize all of the ways that anger um can take over your life and what we can do to actually start releasing some of this energy that's still bottled up 
physical externalation, hitting things. You can beat up a pillow, throw a bowling ball, go to a driving range, hit hundreds of golf balls, anything physical um, that you can do to remove and help you um, get rid of some of that frustration. Some emotional externalization can be crying, yelling and screaming, um, go to the end of the airport. Some people um, go to the end of the runway and just yell and scream. Um, do it in your car. Um, throw a tantrum in your bedroom. Combine physical and emotional release together. Um, and just do a, a good gut cry. That's always good to do. Just do a good gut cry to get some of these things out of you. Um, for intellectual, intellectual um, externalization, um, you can write. Keep a journal. Uh, write out your anger, how it started, how you feel about it. Did it scare you? Start asking questions in your journal. So I know we all, we talk about journaling all the time, but when you actual journal, do you ask these questions and then, you know, write out the answer. So some of the things, like I said, how did this start? How do I feel about this? Um, did this scare me? What scared me about this? What, um, what should I do about this? Um, was I feeling choked up at the time? Um, who was I angry at at this particular moment? Write a letter to that individual, no matter who it is, if it's still some, some resentment or anger um, in the family, write a letter to them and burn it at the end. Um, if you want to do uh, um, writing classes and journal class, look that up, you know, Google, just find some ways to um, be able to verbalize it on paper and get rid of it. Those are some ways. So some spiritual ways to do this is to begin to maintain and connect with the highest higher power. That's praying, if you're um, going to church, um, if that's spending time by yourself, by meditating, if that's reading your word, um, just don't judge your experience. Um, just analyze it. Um, whatever comes to you in, in your waking moment of peace, of spiritually healing yourself, just sit with it, feel it, and free it. Always going to go back to that. Um, and do stuff that soothes you. If that's listening to music, um, go outside for, walk, for a walk, you know, connect with nature. Um, take warm showers or bubble baths and um, talk to a friend. But I, I'm just saying all this to say, find some things that you enjoy, which is speaking to your friends, listening to music. Um, sometimes I just dance around the house. I don't even have music on. I just do it um, just to get that energy flowing, get the energy um, really high and robust in my body to release whatever needs to um, be released. So let's discuss a little bit about early, um, early learning as a child. What happens when we display natural anger? We are born with the capability of letting others know we are distressed. As infants, we showed our natural anger by getting red in our face, crying to the top of our lungs, perhaps at um, yet undisciplined a little, excuse me, perhaps as yet undisciplined little people, we throw ourselves down on the ground, screamed and kicked when we didn't get what we wanted. Parents scold us or they spanked us for doing this. So little by little, we learn not to be violent or physically express our natural anger or feelings. So here, it just showcases um, how naturally, you know, when there's anger within our body, what, what, what wants to happen? 
um, our facial expression changes. Um, we, we cry outwardly. Um, of course, heartbeat goes up. We may stutter. Um, this happens, of course, in children. Well, it still happens with, with us too. We throw tantrums. Um, look at this slide and, and try to go off of what have you actually had as a suppressed anger behavior? And if you could just kind of jot that down or remember that, because we definitely want to talk about what are some of those things that you do? I really want to put, a, not just putting a label on these things for you, but I really want you to be able to identify with this suppressed behavior, because a lot of times we don't even re realize it's a suppressed behavior that we're doing. Um, I can choose uh, several of these. Um, still being anger, uh, angry um, when I think about the past event. Now, anytime I think about what happened to my son, I'm, I get upset about it. Um, and I know some of the things that I do, I, I, I'm always procrastinating on certain things that I know I need to get done, but that's just because I've gotten into some of that um, chronic depression possibly, you know, or I, I wasn't sleeping well. So if you, if there's any of these um, behaviors on this list, please jot them down because I want to definitely um, make sure that we understand what they are and when we do them so that later when we come back, we're going to, um, in, in another session, when we come back, we're going to talk about definitely how to release some of these. So um, I just want to, I would just want to know if any of you would say that you would call yourself angry. Do you think any of you would call yourself an angry person? <laughs> yes, no. I was, yes. Yeah. I would I, I, I can say I am if I can identify with more than one or two of these I I, I am but I, I don't vocalize it it's all about us how we react um, I may do a lot of this in my own time so I, can, I, I if I have these suppressed behaviors then I am I, I can be identified as a person that is angry because I, I have a lot of these things that are on that list so that's why I wanted us to talk about it because yes majority of us are nice adults and we um, go around with these hidden angers. And some of us have learned how to discharge our anger in appropriate ways. So I just wanted us to talk about, these are some of the things that we do feel um, that we know that we have now by looking at this list. And then what are we gonna do to um, relinquish some of these things? So I also wanted to ask this question too, and anybody can answer. Um, how do you feel about future plans of our lost loved ones? Where, where are you with those future plans that we're no longer going to have? Do you feel angered about not being able to have those? What we got in the chat box, Charmaine? You're, you're muted. You're muted, Charmaine. No one has put anything in the chat box pertaining to that yet. Okay. And uh, we can talk about future plans of being anger, um, angry. Um, how about, um, we talked about um, the justice system. Is there some anger there? Um, and, and how about being angry with some of the triggers that are, are caused um, in our movement? Um, I know we have talked before about being a part of the gun violence prevention movement and um, police brutality over day-to-day -day crime, um, city gun violence. Um, you know, we had, before we had a conversation about that, how, you know, we seem kind of divided. There was some anger um, and resentment that came up during that time for our movement, right? 
And is there anyone here that would like to um, address anything about anger that wasn't stated here tonight? Or if you have seen anything on this, on this particular slide that we can talk about um, in detail. I'll, I'll, um, there are some things in the chat box. Okay. So um, I'll go ahead and uh, share them. Um, for Javanya, yes, most definitely. I struggle with celebrating others, especially milestones that I never get to experience. And then for me, I said, future plans, not having a chance to see Jerry get married or have a family of his own. Nicole said, um, I'm no longer angry, but can identify with all of this when I was angry. Thank you so much. I would also say um, what I don't see, Miami, mm -hmm. and I'm scanning over it. I don't know if y'all may not have done this. This is something that I did um, because I was so angry and I was so, it was a combination of anger and depression. Um, and I had just totally 100% given up on life itself. I didn't even care about anything. Um, I got in very big debt. Yeah. And the only thing that really snapped me out to recovery was when I realized that my house was going to be sold on the steps of the courthouse for the taxes. And the taxes were only, at that time, the taxes were only $2,600. And I'm like... I'm losing my house over $2,600. Right. And, uh, you know, and, and a lot of people don't know, don't realize that this type of trauma can cause you to be that neglectful oh, because yeah. you just don't want to deal with anything, really. Mm -hmm. That is, thank you so much for sharing that. I'm going to definitely add that to this slide because you're so right. Um, the financial piece um, is not talked about because there's a big financial piece. It, even in the beginning, a, a lot of times people are, aren't even able to bury their child and have to have the assistance of, um, you know, family and friends to support them even in that. So that's a huge part of, uh, uh, you know, not being able to um, have the funds. A lot of times if our children are a particular age or not in school, we are not carrying them on our insurances. So um, what are you to do? What are you left to do? Um, if you don't have the savings or uh, financial well-being, uh, well means of being able to do that, then you're having to reach outside to family members. And we know how long that may take. Um, and then you have the funeral home um, requesting for, you know, it's, it's just so many things, um, like we've stated over and over again. But um, I'm going to stop sharing my screen here. So I want to just say thank you so much, you guys, for attending um, today's session. I also wanted to talk about um, um, the book that I have, and it's the seven key steps to um, it's the seventy seven key steps to guide your thoughts through grief. And I did this book not only um, to honor Taiki, but also my father and my sister because I lost them all within an eight year period of time. And um, I definitely um, would like for you all to, if you haven't read it, get an opportunity. Um, when you get an opportunity to read the story, there's so much more that I talk about 
breaking down the stages of grief and what I did do to help me release some of the um, anger that we're talking about today. And a lot of that, when I talk about the seven key grief guide, it's all those steps that I did to manage uh, my, my anger, um, manage my grief, manage the denial, manage the, the bargaining, manage, uh, you know, manage the acceptance, um, which was meditation, me changing my diet, me um, learning and training on, on what mindfulness meant and um, exercising, um, learning what ancestral healing was and, and learning what Reiki um, and all of the spiritual um, components that came in for me. So um, I definitely wanted to mention that. And I wanted to say a huge thank you um, to Dr. Felicia Johnson um, with the Wellington Institute. This is where I'm getting my certification um, from. Um, and it's through the Counseling Clinic Education and Research. And I just really truly appreciate her um, giving me all of the information that was provided in today's um, presentation for a Model 5 for Anger. Well, even though we are mothers of anger, uh, we have anger due to gun violence, we are healing and we still continue to smile. It's the Miami Night Show. Talk, yeah. I talk about things you think about. It's Miami Nitro, Master Grief Coach. Master Grief Coach.